podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Life's too short to settle for the same old things. Whether you're picking up a new hobby or checking out that hot new restaurant in town, movement keeps your look and lifestyle fresh with sleek, ultra-clean watches at a price that won't break your budget. With a wide range of fresh modern designs and industry-leading materials, life never gets old with a movement on your wrist. Make your everyday sidekick for life's adventures a movement watch. Get 20% off at MVMT.com with code SLEEK. That's MVMT.com, code SLEEK. Welcome to Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and once again I'm joined by Stevie Mullen. We're going to be discussing Celtic's victory against Sarajevo that sends us into the Europa League group stages. Stevie, what was your thoughts on that second half? I thought we were outstanding in the second half, I thought some really great performances but one of the most pleasing things for me was a wee bit of know-how we displayed at the end through Barkas and Greg Taylor winning fouls and just running down the clock. I thought it was really outstanding and something that previously we wouldn't have done. Uh, you know, I, I think back to some European uh, defeats, Stevie, and sometimes you used to look at the European opponents and they were a wee bit craftier, weren't they? They just had a wee bit of know-how and that's maybe been lacking. I love the fact that Barkas takes his time and he knows exactly what he's doing and I was quite happy near the end. I know I'd predicted 3-0. I was quite happy with that because we were under no real pressure, I don't think, at any time. They were only going to score on the, the counter. We controlled the game. We got the goal. Plenty to be happy about. Yeah, I think even tonight, Shane Duffy's had a few wee shaky moments in the recent games. I thought he was really, really commanding and I organised his team. You can hear the shouts through the TV. Everybody knew where to be to play. A couple of great blocks where he's put his body in the line. I thought he was outstanding. In the second half especially, I thought Ryan Christie was absolutely outstanding. Oh, he was unreal, Ryan Christie. And I think when we were talking at half-time, about what Christie tries to do. He tries to create opening, Stevie. Um, I mean, you're looking at virtually every good chance Celtic had. Christie was involved. Um, you know, from the corner in 50 minutes, Christie to Ayer. Ayer should have scored. That was a bad miss. Fell right to his toe. Um, and then, 63 minutes in, Christie long-range effort. Then a corner four minutes later, El Hamid, with a good effort, has got to be said. Another shot in 70 minutes, um, which resulted in the goal from Eduard and it goes on and on and on everything Celtic were doing in a creative sense in the, in the final third Christie was involved well, He's your focal point as we spoke about half time 
Scott Brown gets the ball, plays it Calmac, Calmac save, Ryan Christie tries something a wee bit different. Second half, it paid off an absolute treat, and I thought the guy should be really, really proud of his efforts tonight. Definitely, it's one of the ones, even at half-time tonight, we were getting some comments about uh, the fact that he was a World Cup willie, he was trying to do everything himself, but I think we needed that. I was actually quite surprised, Stevie, when we took him off with five to go. Surprised that he went off, surprised at the substitution. Again, you're through at 1-0. I would have thought you'd take off Elianusi and, and just show up. We don't need a second goal. We only need to secure what we already had. But again, credit to Neil Lennon. He's picked a good team. We've went through and it's a €3 million Euros win tonight. Oh, you know, so maybe it staves off the need to get ready somebody tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, can that pay for Session Young's deal? Well, th- this is the big thing. It's so important. Yes, we're sitting there at four o'clock when the Champions League draw has been made, Stevie. That's where I want Celtic to be. We're all the same, but we are where we are this season and it's an important windfall for Celtic. It's all we're interested in, but you made a great point about Duffy. We weren't over overly critical or even concerned about his performance against Hibs. He just wasn't his usual commanding self. I think the point I made here is he was back to his commanding best. He's a, he's a leader in the centre of defence. He's like the boss on that park. You could hear which uh, we benefited from that. You could actually hear him all the way through the game, but he is organising the back line. You've got Barkas behind him uh, with a bit of shite housery, I think they call it. Brilliant. I, I love the performance from Big Duffy. It's a no-nonsense performance. He organises it. He's your, your pivot. The other two guys just do what they're told, then we'll be absolutely fine. Now, you're not ever going to get through a season without conceding a goal, but if he's prepared to put his body in the line, which he did with throwing his cell in front of you, it's going to be harder for the opposition to score. I don't think they had one decent attempt on target tonight, and he prevented about four or five sort of wee half breaks at developing. I, I, I thought it was outstanding tonight. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. Moving into the midfield, Brown and McGregor, you know, they controlled the game uh, at their own pace. On the right-hand side, I thought Frimpong throughout the game, if you look at his performance, was still the danger man. A lot was coming down his right. Greg Taylor played pretty well as well, though. I thought he'd done great in the second half. Absolutely great. Up and down. Putting crosses in nice and early. No taking the extra touch too many times. Getting it in. And again, we spoke about it at half-time. If the centre-forwards are a wee bit more dynamic in there, we could have maybe two or three goals from headers. Mm-hmm. You're looking again at Christie, who's my man of the match. I think you agree with that, uh, Stevie. And for me, when you're looking at the, the creativity of that, you know, he created the goal. The goal was scored by Eduard. Eduard's come into a wee bit of um, criticism and set himself. We were watching quite closely how he was trying to come into the game, though. He was dropping back. The movement was there all night. And when he went off, he looked as though he was done. I thought he he was great. I was delighted for him to score tonight. You know, maybe just gave him a wee bit more confidence back. But I thought in the second half, the amount of things sort of off the ball, he was behind Elanusi in the build-up to play, going looking to get involved, not being so closely marked, just interchanging a wee bit with Elanusi. And absolutely delighted because it's a goal that we've been saying, a Yeti would have scored that. Well, Mm -hmm. Eddie scored that night. Well done, son. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was good to see him back on the, the score sheet tomorrow. We're going to have the, the draw tomorrow. I think it'd be a good idea for that. Some bulletin to go live. We'll get the exact um, reaction from all the fans as it happens. And a lot of the fans have been commenting on uh, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. So we'll work through some of the comments, Stevie. If you are watching on YouTube, welcome to the show. Get yourself subscribed to the show. It's all free. And it's our fourth 
broadcast of the day. Joe Porter right in there with the first comment. Two very hard-fought away wins for Celtic. Those tight games will stand them in good stead for the group game. Somebody made a point, I think it might have been Gary Doonan during the week, that uh, we've only lost one away game in Europe since Lenny came in. Would that be right? I've seen Gary putting that up yesterday. That's a fantastic record. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. We've had probably better teams, you know, and we've not had that sort of record so well, well done Neil Lennon it was a big problem the away win in Europe you know even uh, O'Neill teams maybe after Seville O'Neill teams struggled away to, to get the results and uh, Brennan Rodgers of course didn't have the greatest record in Europe so we've got to take that I mean that's two tough away games winner takes all knockout games tight and you know we did what we had to do I don't think during any of the two games Riga or Sarajevo you and I were under any kind of illusion that Celtic weren't going to get two, through. Two clean sheets. Yeah. Clean sheet again on Sunday. That, that, that's what you're buying guys like Shane Duffy to do. Absolutely. And uh, let's just make sure we don't lose anybody at the back. Uh, we brought on a substitute. Encham comes in. He plays five or six minutes. Um, do you think he is still a likely target for some suitors before Monday night? I, I think he, he would be. Uh, I, I don't think he would be happy only getting a. But again. I, I thought when he came on, he was sort of playing a strange sort of position, you know, where sometimes with him, Klamala and Ellen Russell, it looked as if we were playing three up front. And I'm a great believer, if you're through, go through. You don't need a second goal. Don't leave yourself any space. Towards the end, Dad, I went for a four at the back, just everybody stay back and get five across the midfield mm-hmm. and just let Paddy run about up front. Paddy did that, didn't he, when he came yeah. in? And uh, again... Quite crafty, slowing everything down, buying a few seconds. At that stage of the game, Stevie, as you say, the, the hard work's done. They're throwing their goalie up, they're trying everything, and every time we get uh, the ball, Barkas is taking an age. Listen, I love all that because we, we've been guilty of not doing that in the past. Usually we're quite naive, mm-hmm. but that, that's something that we've learned by getting. But one of the pleasing things about that was Greg Taylor was doing it. Yeah. This is Greg Taylor's sort of inaugural season for Celtic in Europe. He's learning that wee bit where he bought a great free kick with 30 seconds to go. He did, you know, Barkas took, I think it was 45 seconds with one of the by kicks. Absolutely fantastic. Because we've suffered. Stop running about. We're through at 1-0. Just take that and go home. Just improving that European craft, Stevie. Now, IH decorating comments on YouTube qualified and that's all that matters. You do feel like that. Uh, not pretty or entertaining, but in the heart for group stage football. And although I would take that, it's not been that pretty or entertaining again dominant very well, dominant well we've created eight chances we counted through Ryan Christie alone in the second half I think that's pretty dominant mm-hmm. oh definitely I mean Christie again even at half time getting a wee bit of stick but that, that second half showed that you know if you're going to be playing those defence splitting passes or you're going to try something a bit different you're going to come into a situation where you lose the ball from time to time. But he was in the middle of everything that we'd done creatively. But that's how you get a partnership. This is all the things that Ryan Christie can do. Callum McGregor supplies the other things. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've got a partnership. Yeah. They both kind of do the same thing. If you've got two guys identical, you're never going to do anything different. So you need variable types of players to give you something different to make your midfield work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now Wayne Jackson, we're through. That's plenty. Quite happy with that. But we'll uh, they'll keep the chat going for another 20 minutes or so. Wayne, thanks for joining us on YouTube. John Coyle, job done. European football to look forward to. Hail, hail. And uh, Joe Porter reckons that they were playing for penalties. Well done, Celtic. 
Um, again, yes, it's an away win, and that European record is um, astonishing, really, when you think about it. Uh, obviously, the last season was disappointing in the end, Stevie, but you can't forget the Lazio wins. And I did say that we were making progress in Europe. That was kind of thrown out the thrown out the uh, the window when we were knocked out to Ferenc Varos. Uh, we've dusted ourselves down. We move into the group stages. Do you think that this, the, the squad that we have at the moment is a squad that uh, we'll go into the first European fixtures in the Europa League I, group I stages? I hope it isn't. I, I would like to see a wee bit of difference in it. I, I still think we need cover in the left-back, left-wing-back position. If it's somebody that comes in and replaces Greg Taylor, great. If it's somebody that's going to be back up, great. We're, we're too short there. If we need to finance that, I would let one of the midfielders go. I think if if Griff's back tonight, you've got Klamala, Yeti, Eddie, you're fine up front. If you don't let Ayer go, you're fine at central defence because you've got a bit of cover. Possibly the only... Other bit would be the right-hand side. You might be a wee bit weak there. If James Forrest is out for any length of time, yeah. and you're only left with Frimpong. But I'm not in the medical staff at Celtic, so I don't know how long James Forrest is going to be out. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that, because I think even tonight you've seen that Frimpong um, is going to be taking that kind of uh, abuse game after game, because it's sometimes the only way they know how to deal with him, Stevie. And that will inevitably uh, turn into injuries for the for the lads, so you need somebody else to, to cover that as well. I was just thinking there, obviously, we're in now. We're taking nothing for granted up until that final whistle, Stevie. We're into the the, uh, draw tomorrow. We'll cover that. What happens with the the tickets, you know, because we always look forward to the the package, you know, the three-match package, and we're moving into the realms again of potentially looking for fans to pay for games that we can't attend. I think it's a real dilemma for Celtic because you need the Europe money to make up the balance. Do Celtic give you this as part of the added value mm-hmm. for your season ticket or are they going to offer another three-match package? It's a real serious question and I can see the merits on both sides where guys are going, we've gave you money for season tickets, we should get that because we're not getting to see a game. But you need to maximise your income stream. Absolutely. I mean, tonight, obviously, uh, they were able to give us an away game on the season ticket, which was fantastic, Stevie. Uh, a lot of fans were delighted with that. Credit where credit's due. It's going to be a difficult decision, and I, I don't think you're going to please everybody. No, but I think you could make it an awful lot better if you change the commentators. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got a wee book and they've got to read page one to page 90 during the minutes. I think <laughs> it's always interesting to have a co-commentator as an ex-player. I always find that kind of refreshing. Um, like or loathe them, they give you an insight into their knowledge of the game having played it. But, but that was lacking tonight, I think. Again, you can go back. I remember seeing one of the best things when Andy Gray used to do the boot room. Yeah. And David Pleat was one of the best guests I had ever seen. His knowledge of the game, they were going to play Newcastle United the following night and everything he said came through the next night. Mm-hmm. So if these guys have got this knowledge and they're co-commentating... I think they're there to educate the things that you can't see. Yeah. If he just repeats what the commentator says or exactly what you can see in the TV when they're following the ball, it shouldn't be there. There's nothing they can add to it. It just becomes background noise. Yeah. Viali described what a false number nine was and Gary Neville and I are all sitting staring them. They didn't know. <laughs> so you, you need somebody to teach you something you don't know if you're watching these co-commentators. You're looking for a bit of insight. 
Yeah, you certainly are looking for a bit of insight and, you know, some of these players agree or disagree with what they're saying. They, they do give you that. They've played they've played the game at the highest level. Uh, other ex-players give you absolutely nothing and I'm not going to name any names because we know who we're talking about with that. But um, a wee point here from Barca Boy is that Duffy had their number nine on toast tonight. Now, you were talking all the way through that second half about that performance from Duffy. I think... That suits him down to the ground. And if you allow him just to go and organise his own defence, maybe no listen to instructions, he knows how to play centre-half. He's a captain of Republic Ireland. He knows how to play defensively. So allow him to go and play. Don't ask him to do things he can and he'll be a great, great signing for us. Mm -hmm. I think he's shaping up. Again, we just mentioned the fact against Hibs that he wasn't his dominant self. We were hardly being critical and it was a performance... By the, by the team, Stevie, where you could actually, you know, you could get away with one or two guys being off the, the top of their game. He's come in tonight and I was just so impressed with how he is marshalling that defence. I mean, Chris Iyer is basically just getting told what to do and that's great. I think that's fantastic. He's creating that par- that partnership. I think long term, um, you're talking about uh, Pleat saying this is going to happen and it happens because he had loads of knowledge. I said we might get a, an injury in the first five minutes at centre half. It happened. That was just luck, and everybody that's watching knows that. Now, um, let's have a wee look ahead. There's loads more comments, and we're going to work through as many as we can in the next 15 minutes. But let's have a look ahead to the, the weekend's game against St Johnston, Stevie. Again, taking nothing for granted. The games are coming in thick and fast. Is it an opportunity to rest any of the players that played tonight? I think if anybody came to the manager or the coaching staff and says, listen, we're feeling a bit leggy then you would rest them. I would think on the back of Sunday and tonight, the players who played would want to go in again and play. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would want to take themselves out of the team because it's too important and then they're going to be an international duty after that. Just pull them out of the squad, give them a rest. You know, Neil's already said he's a wee bit worried about them coming back on the Thursday and you've got a Glasgow derby on the Saturday. So just pull them out. Play, play them on Sunday and then go, so they're injured, they've got a wee knock. I've got absolutely no issue with that. I really don't. I know back in the back in the day, people used to have an issue with you know managers, but at the end of the day, our priority, Stevie, is not international. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Football. And um, if it's a game for Scotland and an injury or no game for Scotland and you're fresh to, fit, uh, to face Rangers, you're going to go for the latter every day of the week. Well, if we've got Eddie coming to us and saying I'm a bit tired because of games and he's missing Celtic games because he wanted to play in international games, no for me. I'm a Celtic fan. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want them to be fit for Celtic. I, I don't really care if they're fit for Scotland. Going back to the point you made about commentary, and again, I've never commentated in a game in my life, but I gave the example of Chris Sutton when he turned up for that game, and I had the insight, Stevie, and Sutton was so well prepared. He had actually a box file full of notes, newspapers and everything, and he was preparing for hours before the game. Um, I've also seen some... um, commentators from the past and I've seen some of the notes that were used by the commentators handwritten notes absolutely fantastic for every game every single game with facts and figures and curio everything you can imagine and that keeps the thing going doesn't it if you can throw in a few facts or anecdotes etc but I wasn't getting much of that tonight but I was getting plenty of it from you (laughs) 
I, I, I think watching Celtic tonight, I think they still need to work a wee bit better on their angles. Mm-hmm. And I remember even Brendan Rodgers going into to Liverpool and they were a top side and saying they had to show guys that, I know Celtic fans will go for here now, guys like Steven Gerrard, how to work their angles better. And that means being able to make yourself available for passes mm-hmm. that are easier for the guy in possession where he's got two or three options. Sometimes even the newer guys are getting it and they've really only got the pass back because we've not created enough angles and making other guys available. That's what makes Callum McGregor such a special player. Mm. He's always available from anybody. Yes, he is. And you know when we were looking along the Celtic's high line there and you know Edward sometimes we've heard he's a disinterest, he's, he's unfit. The one guy that was making the moves back and forward, going deep to try and make that angle was Odson Edward every time. But sometimes if you've got a language style, which odds in Edward, you, you appear to be lazy, mm. but you're working at your game. If he was to start doing the run in the way, say, Paddy was playing, mm-hmm. I don't think it would look right, and it wouldn't be his style. No. So again, you go back to partnerships. Let Eddie do what Eddie's good at. Let Patrick Kamala run and get the ball for him. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're both of them the same, I don't think it works. You need a partnership. And I think Eddie and the Yeti, when both of them are fit, I think will be absolutely perfect. But again, it's another headache for Neil Lennon. He's the manager and he'll do the right thing. Because what do you do with Elianusi when they two are fit? No, that's right. And again, Elianusi put in a shift tonight. Uh, I think at one stage I would have probably taken him off when Christy came off. I think that was a shout that, that I made just in case, Stevie, we went into extra time because nothing was decided at that point. But we managed the game pr- brilliantly um, in, the, in the latter stages I'm going to make a prediction um, no inside knowledge I think Edward's going to be rested this weekend I think Clamalla will start and I think we're going to see uh, an appearance by Lee Griffiths as well and what will happen there hopefully is that um, you know we're going to have Edward fresh for the game against Rangers and by all accounts Ayeti will be back for that game as well I, th- I think it would be great I think it would be absolutely great I'm really really looking forward to it because According to everybody, we are absolutely rubbish and they're the most magnificent team in the world. If we win the game in hand, we're top of the league. So if we're rubbish and they're great, the season should work out fine for us. What was the 11 points comment by the time we faced Rangers? Aye, aye, that's what I'm saying. So if we win the game in hand, we're top of the league. And it's really important to do that because you never know when they'll call the league. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be top or have that game in hand that allows you to get there because nothing would surprise you with them. No, and I mean, when you're looking ahead and, you know, we're not going to take uh, tonight's result and uh, turn it into a negative, you just don't know what the future's going to hold. We've got clubs down south going out of business and Celtic just need to look after their own backyard at this moment in time, Stevie. We're going to have um, extended broadcasts on Monday to cover the, the transfer deadline. I'm going to have to let the wife know I won't be home that <laughs> night. but um, And we'll have a few guests in as well to cover that. I do think there'll be a bit of action here and there. There's going to have to be because we have nothing else to talk about. But what would you change? You know, if you're looking at the Celtic squad now, you're looking at budget constraints. What business can you do that's going to make us better to go forward, but no significantly make us weaker? Mm-hmm. Really, you can only let a midfielder go and bring in somebody for cover on the left. If you do that. You've come out this window stronger than when you went into it because we've bought some pretty good players that even got on loan. Yeah, we have. I mean, 
we keep saying it as well, Stevie. We're used to going into tran- or coming out of transfer windows, and there's maybe one or two, sometimes more. What have been described as project players, players that you're looking to develop over a period of time. We're starting to give game time to the likes of Clamalla now, signs in January. Um, and and um, you've also got guys like Sorrow who hasn't yet established himself. But in this window, we've been signing players who are looking for a first-team jersey straight off the bat. They've hit the ground running. And I think if we can bring in one more, and the, the name that excites Celtic fans, and quite rightly, would be Ryan Sessegnon. Can we do a deal for him? If so, fantastic. Do we move into the next period of the season outside of this transfer window without anybody going? If so, that's tremendous bit of business by Celtic. If they did sell a midfielder, I can understand why. And if that midfielder has got to go, then for me, it's got to be in charm. Because he, he's a guy, you look at Christy tonight, you look at the importance of Christy's performance tonight. And it's for once, I'd love to see the stats because the opportunities that he created, the shots on target uh, that he had, that, I mean, I think we counted seven or eight in the second half alone, Stevie. And on that form, you know, we can't let him go. Even if it's a situation like the Boyata one where there's, a, there's an offer on the table, and we don't take it. And we know by not taking it, we're going to end up losing him for free or a, a much lesser fee. We've got to keep Christie. He's pivotal. I, I think we're really fortunate, you know, that we're going for 10 in a row and we've got Dermot in charge. Normally, we would sell somebody before Monday, you mm-hmm. know, and it would be a, a need because of the, the Champions League loss of revenue. I think Dermot wants his legacy as well, mm-hmm. getting the 10. So I think you'd be able to finance a hit for us this year that ensures that. So maybe nobody would leave and mm. he'll probably just pick up the tab. Hey, that would be the dream scenario, Stevie. Now Colin Watt, Colin was in yesterday and he's getting involved tonight. Good result, decent performance. Like to see us create, move the ball quicker, but we're through and that's the main thing. On to Sunday now, big match coming up. Every match seems big at the moment. Celtic Rab, you've been involved uh, with a Celtic state of mind for some time now and thanks for continually getting involved 10 European group stage qualifiers in a row um, that's older than Sevco <laughs> well there you go um, we don't tend to talk about them on this show unless we're playing them and we're going to have a very special preview uh, the day or night before the Rangers game Sonny A I think they were uh, playing to catch us on the break like Mourinho does when he plays anti-football quite a lot uh, quite a lot of the, the teams are playing us like that and I think when we scored that goal I says to you Stevie you know they're going to have to come out here and that's exactly what Celtic prefer if someone comes out at us we can play them at football and we can craft openings so when we got that first goal I was under absolutely no concerns really that we were going to get through When you're playing against that level of defensive ability you need to be patient but that's where guys like Ryan Christie and again I'm not just banging the drum for Ryan Christie the fact that he'll do something a wee bit different creates an opportunity. If we've just got another safe midfielder like Scott Brown or Callum McGregor, I'll probably sit and watch an extra time just now. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Christy was prepared to be bold, yep. uh, take risks. And from one of those shots, we got Eduard's goal and it was uh, a relief, but it was what we deserved, you know. Um, Toto, you're commenting on Twitter. Welcome to the show, the Lurgan Klopp. Um, has delivered again and a big well done to young Taylor a great game I, d- I do think Taylor played well tonight One of the, again I think I, I maybe said it at the weekend one of his best games he's uh, followed that up with another fine performance yeah uh, and there's nothing against it but we still need cover for that position yeah. uh, if we're going to compete in five tournaments 
we need cover because if something happens to Greg Taylor, a suspension or an injury, and we've seen how innocuous an injury can be picked up with beat on a night, we've got nobody to play there. Surely we're not thinking about pulling Callum McGregor to go to left back because we've got nobody else in the squad who can play there. Ah, please no. I remember that game at Ibrox and I never wanted to see him play there again. Never played badly there. Um, but you know, when when you look at what he brings to the to the team, Stevie, you know, in the midfield and, and offensively as well, always good for a goal. You just don't want to be in that situation, and that's, that's the point you're making. You're, you're, you're guaranteed you're playing for five trophies, <laughs> so we can't go and weaken one position where you're trying to put somebody out of position to cover it because you've no brought somebody in who can fill that gap. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a point coming in here via YouTube, Stevie. IH Decorating, welcome back. Barkas game by game is looking more and more assured. His distribution is superb too. There's a bit about Barkas that I think he can become a cult hero. I think he's got a bit of that, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because of the wee hair and that. He looks a wee bit like David Geyer. <laughs> but he looks absolutely comfortable. He's coming collecting the ball. Yep. His distribution's great. He's doing well, he's having to save shots. So I think we've got a good goal in Barkas. Where was all the flat coming from, Stevie? What did he do wrong? He'd he, he done nothing wrong. You know, it's people just like having a wee go at Celtic. You know, it doesn't matter who we get. And you, you see all the other games, there's all these things happen and they're just glossed over. Our guys make a wee mistake and it's crucial. You know, they, they just want to get in tapis. I'm just delighted that we escaped the... Franz Ferdinand thing, innit? <laughs> oh, Franz Ferdinand, I know. And the band, the band would have had a different name as well. Mark O'Donnell, super dominant. Sarajevo weren't up to much. Uh, we made sure that was the case. No Bersheva shits. Lovely. Aye, that was a tense, tense affair that night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but again, and I think we're all guilty, myself included, that when we knock these teams out, they weren't very good. They knock us out, we weren't very good, we were betting them. And then you see how they progress. Maybe we just against Ferris Varos, we had a wee bit of bad luck. Mm. But now we've disposed of Riga, they weren't very good. Hadn't they been beat at home? We've disposed of Sarajevo, they weren't very good. But on the same level, we are the night to play in the qualifier. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. It's a great point. And, you know, those two away games, one-off games, I think we've negotiated them brilliantly. So, great credit to Neil Lennon. Um, I gave him stick after the Ferris Varos defeat. Credit where credit's due. I think he managed that game really well tonight. Um, some of the performances that we've seen coming in uh, for extra praise. Ryan Christie was superb, says Gary Doonan. Totally agree with you. Um, Sean Spillane. Taylor had a great second half. I thought he was really assured. He looked mature. He looked pretty comfortable there. And as you say, he was getting free kicks and he was doing the craftiness that, you know, you've got to do that if you're going to progress. And I mean, I don't mean play dirty and roll about the park, just do the craftiness, that's but, what he was doing. the last two weeks is something that we've never faced before. No. A one-off European tie. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is new to everybody. You can't lean on anybody's experience. This is new. You know, the, the pandemic has created something that people haven't faced. Since, so, since 2003 in Seville, that's the first time, you know. You know, so you've got to set up differently and prepare differently for these. You can't go, if we get nothing each, we can take them back to Celtic Park. You know, this is, you need to win. And we've been unfortunate. Both of these games have been away from home. 
Absolutely. Now, Colin Watt um, is looking at the pots that we might be in, and obviously that all depends. And, you know, is it 12 o'clock tomorrow? Can someone confirm when the draw is? Um, that would be ideal if somebody could confirm that because we are certainly going to be covering that. And I think if we do it live, we'll get uh, live reactions from everybody um, who's tuning in as well. Um, Stephen is coming in to say that he prefers the one-off ties. I think, you know, when you're looking at the Ferencvaros game, you're going into that game at home, Steve, you're thinking we're going to get through here. We didn't. You go away from home and, you, you know, you get two hard-fought wins. It's certainly adding a different dynamic. I, I, I think so. I, I prefer the two-legged affairs. I think they're more exciting, the one-off games. I think in the Champions League, to, before Bayern Munich won it, I think they were great games. That This, you know, because they made the Champions League game to qualify as two legs. Why, why could these not be in it? Go on, I say Big Colin made some great points yesterday and he was looking absolutely brilliant. Now, what I do like sometimes is that we get um, comments coming in from supporters of other clubs. I mean, they're coming in and they're having a look at the old, the old Celtic state of mind, and that's great. And Paul Cockwell, welcome to the show. You've been coming in and making some good contributions. And um, that is the same story this evening. Uh, Joe McKenzie saying that apparently Gutman is playing class, by the way. There's a player that uh, still Celtic player but you, you sometimes tend to forget all about him and Paul R. Celtic buying Campbell from Motherwell I'm going to put that to Stevie because Stevie suggested this we were asked the question um, some time ago quite a few weeks ago about Scottish talent and signing the best Scottish talent we were looking at Turnbull someone mentioned Lewis Ferguson um, but you came out with uh, maybe something a wee bit more left field Stevie you're talking about Campbell you spoke about him earlier tonight would it be worth bringing him in for a couple of hundred grand and loaning him back to Motherwell? I, I think that's a perfect scenario. I think it would suit Motherwell because they're going to lose him for nothing at the end of the season. And if you were to give him back, you know, and again, it means when you play Motherwell, the boy can't play. But I think if it's a couple of hundred thousand pounds, I think it's that that's a, a real gamble worth taking. I think so. I mean, if we don't buy him at this stage, Aberdeen or Hibs are going to go in and try and purchase them for two or three hundred grand. I think Hibs have cashed in on players like that in the past, the obvious one being John McGinn. Um, do we get to a stage, Stevie, where pretty quickly we're looking at a player that would cost us the same amount as Turnbull? I think if you, if Neil Lennon was interested, I mean, and I've no idea if Neil Lennon is interested, but if you ask David Turnbull, you know, what, 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 what does this guy bring to the team? And if he gives him a glowing resume... Then it might be worth doing business. Yeah. You know, if he goes, he's no up to this level, which the boy might not be able to. But a couple of hundred thousand pound, it's no out with your budget. That that could be a good gamble. You know that you would get a couple of hundred thousand pound back just because he's played for Celtic. It's a calculated gamble, Stevie. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how it goes over the next few days. We'll certainly be covering um, every move, and we'll be doing the old uh, transfer deadline uh, night bulletins. Hopefully something happens, uh, because otherwise we're going to have to uh, entertain you in some other way. Alex Subsea, 1967, giving us the final update before we close for this evening via YouTube. And you're telling us that tomorrow the draw is at 12 noon. So let's do it live. We'll do the draw live and we'll get all your reaction. Every single one of you, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. It's been a pleasure. And all that's left for me to say is Stevie. Stevie Mullen, once again, thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Thanks for asking me, Paul. Thank you.
Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company go to iHeartResults.com for more sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.